This is Ride Pure, the Royal Enfield podcast. A podcast about Royal Enfield motorcycles, the people who create and build them, you, the people that ride them, the things you do to them, and the places you explore on them. I'm Gordon May, Royal Enfield's historian, author, and overland motorcycle traveller, and I'll be hosting today's Checkered Flag episode. In the build-up to the new Continental GT Cup Retro Race Series, it's our great pleasure to have as our guest, legendary racer G. Subash Chandra Bose, better known as Bullet Bose. Thank you very much for joining us, Bose. So for 1974, to compete in a professional race for the first time, you did a lot of preparation um, and modifications to the bullet. How about yourself? What, what, what did you do to prepare yourself for your first professional race? See, uh, to, to prepare myself uh, to race on the racetrack, I used to go to the corporation playground to do uh, pull-ups, pull-ups, weightlifting, bars, and because those days in, in Chennai, we never had a gym or uh, we never had anything. Only it used to be in the corporation playground. So we used to go do exercise for nearly one and a half hours, two hours. And I used to do cycling and I used to do walking in the early morning. So morning and evening, fitness was the first uh, uh, preference for me because the race is 50 lap race. And the weather in Chennai is very, very hot. So you have to be very careful. You, 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 you should not become dehydrated and things like that. And the Bullet is a very strong bike and a little heavier bike. To hold it onto that uh, race, I need the fitness. So, and I was the youngest chap there on the racetrack in 1974. And the, the other professionals were all slightly older than me. So I was able to hold my bike in the 50 lap race. And right from the uh, first lap to the last lap, my rhythm never changed, and I won the race very comfortably, very comfortably. Excellent. And so that success led on to you being invited to join the Enfield India f- factory team based out of Tiruvattia. Yes. Can yes. you tell us a bit about that? Yes. And uh, once in 74, the other bikes which raced was the factory-prepared bikes, like Bhaskara was racing, and uh, Badradri was racing. They're all factory riders. So my bike was faster than their bike. So what happened is the managing director of Royal Enfield, he invited me. Even in 73, after I won the first race, he invited me to the factory and facilitated me, even the union, the factory union people, people who are working there, the managing director, they garlanded us and they facilitated us. So the next year again in 74 when I won, they called us, all the riders who, who rode the bullets were called to the factory. The managing director gave us a, a nice reception in the factory along with the union people. They garlanded and things like that. That is the time the managing director said, boss, why do you want to race alone uh, as a privateer? Why don't you ride for the factory? I said, I don't mind, sir. Now, because I've been riding a bike which is borrowed from my friend. I don't have my own bike. I'll be very grateful to you if you can take me to the factory team and support me. So from that day onwards, Royal Enfield supported me fully. Whatever I wanted, they gave me the bike, they gave me stats. Whatever I wanted, the managing director, Mr. S.R. Subramaniam, he is the managing director, chairman of Royal Enfield. He was a very enthusiastic person. 
he helped me a lot and uh, after that i was in the factory being in the factory not only the rising fields were prepared the crusaders also were prepared the 175cc crusaders also were prepared and in the 175 class there was another bike called rajdoot the escort rajdoot and uh, the crusaders were running along with them so our bikes the crusader was winning first second and third in the uh, in the 175 class and in the bullet class also we were winning one first second and third we never allowed the java motorcycles the java had a 350 cc also prepared to beat the bullets but we, we never allowed the uh, javas to win against the bullets at all so we kept the royal enfield flag flying high the the managing director and chairman was very happy he said come what may boss you should not allow the javas to win the bullets that's the this thing he gave us and the good support <laughs> from the factory <laughs> Now, at this time, uh, I recall there was an industrial dispute at the factory, and your bike was locked inside. Can you tell us how you managed to get your bike out? Yes, 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 yes. That was a big story. So, as the races races were approaching, we didn't know what to do. So, I didn't have a bike of my own. So, I went and uh, spoke to the managing director in his house. I said, uh, "Yeah, sir, uh, can, can you help me? The races are coming." the factory is on strike can you help me i asked him he said boss i can't do anything because all the the laborers are all sitting outside the gate the union is union is very strong so what can i do for you he said i said don't, don't worry sir you give me a letter you give me a letter to the security saying that boss's bike is locked inside the factory if you are willing to give it please uh, help him in giving the bike you just give me a letter i asked him he immediately wrote a letter in his letter pad and then he gave to me then i went to the factory i saw all the union people sitting there and all the union people they know me very well because they have already garlanded me for two years the union leaders they've all garlanded me and they, they liked me very much so the moment i went there they said oh mr boss please come please come they they, I, they were talking in tamil but i'm now telling you in english they said please come sir i believe races are coming what are you going to do they asked me i said only if you help me i can race otherwise i can't keep the royal enfield flag high flying high the java fellows will win the race so it, it is left to you now the 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 ball is in your court you you tell me if you can help me what should we do they asked me i said uh, the managing director has given me a letter to the security and he said if you, your your lucks are good uh, if they release the bike you please take it so i went and told them the union people they got together they spoke uh, something then they came to me and said boss sir we want you to win the race they forget all the other things you we want you to win the race please come and they took me to the security department and they said whatever boss wants give him his bike whatever parts he wants give him that's all one word they, the union people said and uh, the security people came along with me and the people who were preparing our racing bikes in the factory were also there so they came along with me and helped me in taking my bike with all the parts whatever i wanted and i taken a van uh, already i prepared and taken a van so i put all the bikes parts everything they they all hugged me and said sir you have to win keep the royal enfield flag flying high do not allow the javas to win and then i said don't worry once i i take the promise i will keep the flag flying high so that is how i got the bike and aya and i went and told our managing director he said boss you are very lucky person 
the union fellows they have helped you so much i don't think so even if i would have come they would have not given you <laughs> because you went alone <laughs> they gave you <laughs> the bike <laughs> <laughs> and most importantly did you win yes i won yes i won oh. yes i won <laughs> yes i won of course and then i of took course. the trophy and showed it to them that after the race i went and showed the trophy to them they were very happy <laughs> Excellent, excellent. Yeah. So, how many times did you win it, uh, Shalavaram? I, I won it. Uh, I won. See, each time we have two races. One is a four-lap race, and one is a fifty-lap race. So, I've I've been winning all the four-lap races and the fifty-lap races. So, I, I I totally I won about nearly ten Grand Prix, uh, including this uh, uh, the the other races, not. So, on the bullet. After I started winning from '74, there is no look back at all. Uh, it, it has been winning, 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 and there is a caption saying, uh, "Who can beat Subhash Chandra Bose on the race track?" Nobody. That is the caption came in the paper, in the <laughs> newspaper. They said, "Who can beat Subhash Chandra Bose on the race track?" Nobody. It is always Bose. That is the caption they gave the newspapers. And you were actually allowed to keep a special trophy that uh, celebrated the number of wins. Is that is that so? Yes, 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 yes. The the Michael Bosch uh, trophy was given, and uh, only if you win it three times continuously, you will get the trophy. Otherwise, you have to give it back to the company. So I won it six times. So I got two rolling trophies with me. At the same time, even Royal Enfield used to give a trophy for the four lap race. And uh, that was called the Enfield Rolling Trophy. That rolling trophy also I got. Fantastic. I got about so, uh, I got about more than three hundred to four hundred trophies with me. Right. So <laughs> was it was, was it only Grand Prix type racing you did, or did you do other kinds of racing too? No, no, no. no I did rallying, motorcycle rallying on the Royal Enfield Bullet. I did motocross on Royal Enfield Bullet. I did drag racing on Royal Enfield Bullet. I did hill climbing on Royal Enfield Bullet. All sorts of motorsport on the Royal Enfield I have done. And did you tune the bikes differently for the different competitions yes. that you were taking yes, part yes, in? Yes, 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 yes. Mm. I had a different bike for the motocross. I had a different bike for the drag race. And I used the same drag race bike on the hill climb because it was in the same town. So I used the same bike where I used the, the bike for the drag race. I used it for the hill climb also, and for the rally I had a separate bike. Can Can you tell us some of the things that you did to tune the bikes to get the maximum performance from them? Yeah, first thing is, uh, you know, we are we are so lucky in Chennai because all the ancillary units are all around Chennai. The, the, all the manufacturers who supply parts for the factory. That is the tire manufacturer is here, the piston manufacturer is here, the connecting rod, the crankshaft manufacturer, the gear baking people, the uh, carburetor people are here, the valves, the springs, everything was here. So all and all these people, their chairman, managing directors, they all they all involve themselves in organizing the race. So when we go and ask them for a special uh, part to be made, they were so willing to make these special parts for us. So uh, I, 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 was, uh, I was working for a company in 1968 when I started racing. My company called UCAL Fuel System picked me up on the racetrack and took me to the R&D, research and development. So I had access to all these manufacturers because we were making carburetors. So all the companies were so friendly with me. 
so if when i wanted the sodium filled valves because on the rolling pill bullet the exhaust valve used to burn so i wanted a sodium filled valve immediately ebl valves they made the sodium filled valve i gave them a sample from the you know the those days we used to have piston uh, uh, engine uh, pushback aircraft the training aircraft they all had uh, sodium filled valves so i gave them a sample and then they made uh, uh, sodium filled valves for me then i got a hepolite piston from uk and i gave to the india pistons who make pistons they made 100 pistons out of the same hepolite piston as a sample so similarly the tires i got the dunlop tt100 tires those days from uk because they used to get the riders from uk so they they bought the uh, dunlop tt100 because we were using ordinary dunlop universal and firestone tires which were road road tires so this tt100 had a special compound so i used the dunlop tt100 then i had a special gearbox close ratio gearbox which was prepared in the factory itself then i had upgraded my brakes i had upgraded my shock absorbers and the front fork the front fork was also upgraded because on the straight i used to get the uh, tank, tank slapper because uh, the on the straight the bike was then we put a steering damper for it so all these upgrades we have uh, done and i had made a cam the racing cams we made you know those days we had the mini cooper in india so in mini cooper the timing was very good so we copied that uh, mini cooper timing and we made the cams also racing cams after making the racing cams when i fitted it on the crankcase the cam could not rotate because the profile was so big so we had to grind the crankcase to make the cam rotate <laughs> <laughs> and then once i started using the cam the valve springs were very soft so i got teddy valve springs from uk the teddy valve springs from uk to take the beating and then the push rods sometimes used to bend because it was an aluminum push rod i got nymonic push rods from uk nymonic nymonic push rod the steel push rods so mm. all this added on to the bike and my bike was doing 100 miles on the stage i used to fight along with the norton banks 500 neck to neck but i was not able to overtake him i was on his tail on his rear wheel only but i was i tried all my best to overtake him but that bike was little faster than my bike so my bike used to mm. do 100 miles in that uh, straight so this was 100 miles an hour down the straights yes yes 100 miles an hour down the straights it used to do and i'll tell you one thing the most reliable motorcycle i've ever ridden is the royal enfield bike it has never let me down in any race not one race my bike is packed up all the 50 laps it used to sing like a song and you know inside the stator rotor we used to remove and i used to run on total uh, uh, loss battery that is the full charge battery used to run all the internals on the uh, clutch side the stator rotor everything used to be removed and i used to have an aluminum spacer there so we made it as light as possible my bike used to weigh only about 110 115 kilos and i had wow. aluminum rims and aluminum rims fiberglass body tank everything fiberglass and i was only weighing 50 kilos now i am 110 kilos now today 
<laughs> so that would slow you down. <laughs> right. Um, I, I've seen a photograph of you right in the very beginning of your racing career, and, and you're kitted out in just a, a leather jerkin and a pair of jeans, ordinary shoes, and an open face crash helmet. Um, yes, I mean, was was this typical riding gear of the of the period? Yes, because in India those days we cannot import anything. So the I use, I bought a helmet for twenty five rupees. That is, Arai Arai from Japan had the set up a factory in India to make helmets for the police people, police and the army. So I went and bought an Arai helmet, which is only twenty five rupees. We never had proper goggles. I used to put cooling glass. I used to put ordinary jeans jacket and ordinary shoes and uh, ordinary uh, stitched leather uh, gloves. That's all. And I'll tell you one thing: there was no accident at all. Nobody fell. Everybody rode very safe, and the bikes were very fast. At the same time, they were all uh, very good understanding between the riders. Not one fellow has fallen down. Not, not the ambulance has never come onto the track at all. And we were very safe. Mm -hmm. Yes, and, I, and I, I, again, I've seen photographs from this era um, yeah. that you, you were racing around bales of straw and uh, these massive crowds in the stadium, yes, uh, yes, but yes. with very, very simple uh, safety uh, margins and safety precautions on the, on the track. Correct. So, mm -hmm. actually, when uh, I started racing on this bike after 76, 78, a uh, lot of people from UK, from Kenya, from Japan, from Singapore, a lot of people had come. And uh, I used to be the hero of India. So the, the Kenyan uh, person, his name is Bill Digaris. He said, boss, what? You're racing in an ordinary helmet. I, next time I'll come, I'll, I'll bring a nice helmet for you. He bought a bell helmet and gave to me. He presented the bell helmet to me. In that helmet, you can see both written. In that white helmet, you can see both written on that helmet. Some photographs you can see. So then I slowly started uh, uh, making my own overall, not in leather, but with the tough material I made overall. Now everything is available in India. Leathers are available, good helmets are available, uh, good boots, riding gear, everything is available. Those days, it was very primitive. I India used to be a bullock country. So <laughs> that is the way we used to race <laughs> those days. And it was very safe also. There, nothing was wrong. And uh, there was no accidents at all. And I've never fallen off my bike. I've never seen a person falling off on a bullet. The bullet is highly balanced to motorcycle. I, I can challenge this uh, to anybody. It's a, such a beautiful bike. It's got a good wheelbase, nice uh, rake angle and trail. So the bike, you, 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 you give a command to the bike, the bike will listen to you. That is the way the bike used to be, behave. And even in the hill climb, the hill climb was very sharp corners. I rode the bullet and won the bullet on the hill climb, drag race, rally, all over, uh, 3,000 kilometers rally, non-stop rally I've ridden on the bullet. It's never given way. I'll, I will send you the photographs of my rally uh, bikes. All, all, all sorts of uh, sport I've uh, ridden on the bullet. And even today, I still ride a bullet. Fantastic. So what was your actually last competitive race on a bullet? On the bullet in 1994, when the new track was built, they said, why don't we have a bullet race? Because 1984, the bullet stopped racing on the shoulder run because 
the two-stroke era came, the Yamahas, the RD350s and the TZs and things like that. So it was not correct for us to participate against the two-stroke. The Yamahas were too fast. They were doing 200 kilometers an hour. <coughs> so 84, we stopped racing the bullets. Then I switched on to the other uh, category, two-stroke motorcycles. When we, then in 89, the last race happened in Solovaram. After that, we built a purpose-built racetrack in Chennai. Uh, it is called the Sri Perambattur Racetrack. Uh, that is the time when, uh, in 1990, the race started there. So the organizer said, why don't we have a bullet race? Because we have not heard the bullet uh, uh, roaring on the streets. Uh, because the two trucks were uh, different noise, the four trucks were different noise. <coughs> so they had a race in 94. So I prepared my bike again in 94, and I won the race in Sri Perambattur also. That was the last race. Uh, the Royal Field, uh, uh, so that's all. After that, uh, we have stopped racing the bullet. 94 was the last race. Okay. And I understand that the National Motorcycle Museum here in the UK uh, was interested in buying that yes. race bullet from you. Yes, 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 yes. I came, I was uh, working for Austin Rover. <coughs> we were making the standard 2000 called the SD1 in India. So I had come to uh, UK I was living in uh, Coventry, in Broad Lane. I was living in Coventry. So my company people, they said, why don't you come? We will take you to the museum in Birmingham. So they took me there. And when I went there, uh, they introduced me that he's uh, Subhash Chandra Bose. He's come from India. He's now working for Roy, uh, Austin Rover. And uh, he's been racing uh, Royal Enfield Bullets. So he wanted to see this uh, museum. So the moment I went there, that manager came. And he said, yes, I've heard this name somewhere. Then he went inside, and uh, after about 10 minutes, he came back. He came back with the tie pin. I was wearing a suit with a tie, uh, made like a gun, that uh, tie pin, Royal Enfield tie pin. He came and gave it to me, and he put it on my tie. My tie and he said, uh, Mr. Boss, uh, we have heard about your bike. Uh, are you interested in giving your bike uh, to be kept in this museum? I said, sir. Today, you are respecting me, not because of me, it is because of my motorcycle. My Royal Enfield has got fame for me. So, I don't think so, I will part with that bike anymore. Uh, I, after I die, maybe my son will give it to you, but as long as I live, that bike has to be with me, because that bike has got fame for me. Then he said, okay, any day you think of giving that bike, he gave me the card and this thing. He said, you just uh, drop in a letter, the British Airways will fly the bike to our thing. For my luck, I didn't give the bike. The Birmingham uh, Motor Show got burnt after some time. All the bikes got destroyed there. You, 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 you are aware of it that the Birmingham... <laughs> yes, uh, yes, I think that was in 2003. That yes, the, yes, 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 yes. So, so, yes. so good job you didn't let your bullet go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody told me, hey, boss, you're lucky you didn't give your bike. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, what made the bullet such a special racer, do you think? Yeah, the bullet made uh, it a special racer because it has been developed and designed by motorcycle enthusiasts those days in the British era. Uh, they, the motorcycle, right from the front wheel to the back wheel, everything has got a meaning. They are so passionate people who designed the Royal Enfield uh, bullet. And the, the Royal Enfield bullet is such a comfortable motorcycle and it, it always listens to your command 
and it's never let me down any time on the race track or any any time on the road. I've traveled in and out of India, up and down. That is the nook and corner of India. Not one day, not a single puncture, nor neither the bike failing. I've never come across. So, and the bike, uh, if you prepare it and you look after the bullet very well, it'll never let you down. It's a, such a fantastic bike, beautifully designed. Beautifully handled. That's all I can tell you. I I don't have any other words to describe about the Royal Enfield. So, how do you feel about the uh, more modern Royal Enfield, such as as the 650 GT Continental GT? 650 is a fantastic motorcycle. I've got a 650 Interceptor, and I've been going on the Interceptor all over, and it is uh, it's one of the best. Uh, I was the first person to go and buy the 650. And uh, I'm really enjoying the bike. It is a beautiful motorcycle. I heard Royal Enfield is now preparing a few bikes, I think about 15 or 20 bikes, as a GT Cup. And the uh, tracks nowadays are very sharp. All these youngsters, they're all used to riding the KTM and the Yamahas, which are very light motorcycles. And they've got a very good quick steering on the, the newer bikes. So I don't know how these uh, new boys, the younger generation, will handle this bike. Only uh, time will tell how the uh, the younger generation is going to handle this bike. So, in fact, I, I, I've, I've been telling them to give a training for all the boys who are going to ride this bike, how this bike will handle on the track. That is uh, the that is my message to the youngsters, to be very careful on this bike, because the bike is also a little heavy. I believe it's actually been lightened by quite a few kilos uh, to prepare it for the racing. Um, yeah. And the suspension has been uh, altered yeah, as well to make yeah. it more suitable. Absolutely, yes. absolutely. Yes. So um, back in the day when you were racing, um, you obviously had to do all the preparation of the bike yourself. You were constantly uh, upgrading it to make it competitive. The GT Cup's a very different format. It gives inexperienced riders the opportunity to race without needing to do all that preparation. It's been done for them by Royal Enfield. What, what do you think about that format and the avenues it opens for these uh, future races? I'll tell you one thing. When we started racing, every day was a nightmare. We never used to sleep. What next? What next? What next? You have to always keep thinking, keep going. Night and day, we used to work on the bikes. We used to take our own bike on the truck, go to the track, finish the race. After the scrutiny, prepare the, bring the bike back to the house. This is the way we used to struggle. Now it is a cakewalk. The bikes are going to be given by the Royal Enfield. These fellows are just going to come, put the overalls, helmet, boots, sit on the bike, ride the bike, and then <laughs> happily enjoy and uh, go home. So for them, it's a cakewalk. I'll tell you, the new generation people are very, very lucky to get a platform like this yeah it's a great opportunity for people who wouldn't yes. be able to afford to enter yes, the yes. sport um, to actually have an experience and, and get involved yes 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 very 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 good platform very good platform royal infield has uh, made the younger uh, generation dream a reality so can you picture yourself as being a 20 year old young man again and the the GT Cup coming along, yes, you, yes, you, yes, you'd yes. be there, I take it? <laughs> yes. If, if given a chance, I will ride a GT Cup. And if the, the, they permit me, I will definitely compete against those boys. I still go to the track and do racing uh, every Sunday. I go uh, keep myself fit. Do you mind me asking how old you are, boys? 70, 70. 
You're 70 years old. You still go racing yes. at the racetrack. And you've got yes. an interceptor that you go out riding on. Yes, 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 yes. Well, th that gives me great hope for my future of, of riding as, as the years pass me by. And, and I'm sure you will inspire uh, many, many other riders in India and around the world to continue yeah, riding yeah. and get out on your, their bikes and, uh, and go race in the GT Cup as well. Yes, I want your help. I want you to recommend... Uh... Uh, the organizers to give me one bike for me to race on the track, the GT Cup. <laughs> <laughs> that, that competitive spirit is still there for, in you, obviously. Yes, 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 yes. Brilliant. Well, look, it's been an absolute pleasure and privilege talking with you today. Thank you for coming along and sharing your memories and your experiences uh, with us. Uh, it's been fantastic. Thank you very much, Bose. Thank you, Gordon Thank you very much. Well, that just about brings this podcast to a close. A sincere thanks to Bullet Bose for sharing his inspiring memories and to you two for joining us. But before we say farewell, I've been asked to add a Gordon's History Nugget to the end of each podcast from now on. So here's the first. Did you know that one of Royal Enfield's earliest racing successes was 117 years ago in 1904? riding a belt-drive, two-horsepower Royal Enfield at the new Brighton Cycle Racing Circuit, Lou Hadley was victorious in a five-mile scratch race. In front of a cheering crowd of 4,000, he averaged 44.5 miles an hour and crossed the finish line with a lead of almost half a lap. Good on you, Lou. Well, that really is all for now. So until next week, we wish you great roads and safe riding. Goodbye.